Alright, what's going on guys? Welcome back to another podcast. These are coming out real fast, isn't it? So, today we don't have Josh with us, but we have a special guest and we are talking about UFC 273 and today we are joined by the most well-known fighter in Hong Kong, Leo Sanchez. <laughs> hey, yo, what's up guys? Welcome, welcome. How you doing? How you doing? Um, it's good. I'm just, you know, just being, just chilling. Just chilling? Yeah. Right, so, um, basically, me and Leo, we watched the UFC 273 together this yep. morning. Yep. Today, is a, today was a packed day, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We had UFC, and then we had Formula One. Gilbert Burns versus Kamza Shimaev. What are we talking about? <laughs> what are we saying here? Oh, um... I hate to tell all of you guys this, but, you know, like, a lot of people were, you know, rooting for Gilbert Burns, obviously, because of how scary he is, especially that right, right hook of his, yeah. you know, that's just his, like, signature, and that's the way he kind of just knocks people out, but throughout the fight, right, there were some times where my heart drops, you know, because, like, he- at times, yes, I think it was somewhere around round two, where he got knocked out. No, 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 no. It was round two, or it was round one where he got where he got knocked down mm. by a jab. Oh no, I'm talking about Gilbert. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I'm talking about Gilbert Burns like knocking out Kazma. Oh yeah, no, it's not knocking out, knocking down. Well, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry for the wrong use of terms, but yeah, Kazma yeah. got knocked down by Burns a few times in yes. the second second round, but there was also a bit of controversy on. Gilbert Burns kicking Kamzat Shumayev while he was on the floor. I thought Gilbert Burns put up a good fight, you know. Yes. It was a very intense, very close fight. Mm-hmm. I honestly thought Gilbert would have won. But I guess did I guess fair play to Kamzat for, you know, pulling out with a dub. But he honestly abandoned he completely abandoned his wrestling, which is yes. very <laughs> surprising to me. I was shocked. I mean, you know, during his fight camp, he was mainly stressing on improving his striking besides his wrestling because many people would just expect him to just wrestle, right? Because that, that's what he usually does. Yeah. And now he switches it up. And sure, he might pull this one out in this fight. But who knows what happens in the next fight, right? It might not yeah. go in his favor of switching things up. But, you know, yeah, as I was saying, like, you know, at the beginning, not many people were rooting for Kazmat. Many, many people just think they wouldn't even go the distance. He would be knocked out, like, first round. I thought it wouldn't go the distance because one of, like, I thought Gilbert Burns would either get would either get a knockout mm. or would get submitted. Yeah. I honestly thought it would have been a full ground game because Kamza is a ground. But Kamza's um, takedown defense is insane. It, I don't know. I, th- I think it took him... I took it. It took him like two two mm. rounds, I think, to throw his first leg kick. Like, come on, man! <laughs> honestly, it should have should have honestly been. Honestly, I mean, to be fair, it is a close fight. I can't yeah. really say much. But still, props to Gilbert Burns, of course, for yeah. not giving an easy fight. Both fighters, it was a great just, fight. yeah, hard, hard, tough fight. But what I didn't expect is for Kazma to, like, a lot of you may not agree to this, but. You know, sure, he got knocked out once or twice by Gilbert Burns, but for the majority of the fight, he actually manages to eat 
those punches that Gilbert Burns give. And yeah. from the looks of it, you know, one it wasn't just just take one hit and anyone anyone else could have been easily knocked out. But really, props to Kazmat for just just taking those. Couldn't complain much to be honest. Yeah, arguably one of the best fights of the night. And I think that performance itself is worthy for maybe another possible rematch. Who knows? Um, I I would say probably wouldn't happen. Firstly, because it's not a title fight. Mm-hmm. Secondly, Kamza is trying to climb up the chain, so he's trying to fight fighters above his ranks. So he's beat the f- he's beat the fourth position in welterweight. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he's gonna fight a top three. Definitely. It, 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 I reckon it's gonna take him three more, two to three more fights before he gets a title title fight. But yeah. Good fight. Mm-hmm. He's showing a lot of potential. If he if he keeps it up, you know, who knows? He might be the next Khabib. Now on to the big boy co-main event. The most controversial fight in UFC history. Aljamain Sterling versus Peter Jan. Oh, Piotr Jan, sorry. Mm. Yeah, what's your thoughts? Okay, honestly, I was kind of disappointed. I mean... There are things to be expected, like, you know, you're a striker going against a grappler. You're going to expect a lot of ground game, so it's not really going to be that much enterti- entertaining, yeah. at least in my opinion, because I'd rather be like a stand and bang kind of person, you know. I don't really obviously, find much entertainment in just... Obviously, striking is more appeal, appealing yes. to audiences because they like to see people getting mm-hmm. punched, but realistically wrestling is such a beautiful game itself that people don't appreciate enough but I mean Aljamain Sterling is known for the rear naked choke climbing on the yes. guy's body mm-hmm. and he tried it but obviously Piotr Jan you know he's good mm-hmm. he learned how to defend it he defended a lot of rear naked choke attempts yes but regardless of the circumstances that have happened in the end, he still got away with a win. Yeah. I thought, again, I thought Piotr Jan should have won. Honestly. First round, no arguments. It's, it's Piotr Jan's. Yeah. Second and third round is Aljamain because he was wrestling the whole time. Yes. And Jan was just trying to survive the wrestling, which he did. Fair play. But the... F- the fourth and fifth round is definitely Piotr Jan, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. there just wasn't much wrestling, and he and Aljamain was taking punches. But I guess you know this is the risk of going five rounds, because when you go five rounds, you have the you have the risk of the judges, and we all know that the judges most of the time aren't really fair. Yeah. To be completely honest, they, 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 it isn't fair. But it's part of the sport, and this is why whenever you want to win, it has to be a knockout or a submission to guarantee that win. Yep. But what, so what, do you, what did you see in this fight that surprised you or, or you didn't expect? Peter Yan, definitely. Um, so... Obviously, you know, 
if two fires were to go for like a uh, rematch, right? You should already probably guess what their game plan is. You know, like sure, a lot of fighters can like stick with the same game plan and expect the same result to happen again. But you know, you still gotta remember the fact that hey, you fought that fighter. You know what he's gonna pull. So why don't you try to just switch things up? Or at least try to bring him into your element where he's not comfortable. To be honest, um, Aljamain did switch up his game plan. In the first fight, he was uh, striking a lot. And then he started doing submissions later down the line. That's what gave Piotr Jan the opportunity to hurt Aljamain so much. But at the end of the day, it was an illegal, it was an illegal punch, which knocked out. Remember, he knocked out Aljamain Sterling. But because it was a illegal punch, that basically mean he got disqualified. So Aljamain got the belt while being knocked out, cold. And this time he came back and decided to start early, come like he start early with his wrestling, because mm. we all know Piotrian likes to take his time on the first round to analyze and get and get information. But Aljamain didn't let him do that. In the second and third round, it was all wrestling, so Piotrian couldn't really follow with the game plan because it's just a bunch of wrestling and you couldn't really read what he's trying to do yeah but at the end of the day I felt like knowing that your opponent is gonna go for a takedown alone mm. you should be ready with loads of uppercuts because all you need is one clean uppercut when he's going for a takedown and that will be a knockout yeah so did you think Aljamain deserved to win this yeah Honestly, Neither. yes. I, I I still think Piotr Jan got robbed, but it is what it is. I want money, so <laughs> yeah. Put it, I put in a hundred dollars. I I came back with five hundred eighty dollars. So it is what it is. Happy days. Now, onto the main event of the evening. Yes, Alexander Volkanovski versus the Korean Zombie. What are we talking about? What are you saying? Well, it's not really what I expected. You know, um... You expected sure, a... Sure, there was like a... Uh, there was a lot of hype around the fight. Saying yeah. that, you know, this might go the distance, right? Yeah. And a lot of people assume that, you know, the name given to the Korean guy, the zombie, that he would live up to his name, right? And usually, like... He would say things in the press conference like, oh, you know, zombies don't run from anything. And a zombie's characteristics are like being able to just take any hits, the hardest hits possible, and still, you know, slug it out, go the distance. Yeah. But unfortunately, that was not the case. That was not the case. He was sure. completely outclassed by the champion himself. Yeah, there's a reason why Alexander is the champion. Yes. It's because he analyzes everything pre-fight during the fight and he realized the one problem that zombie has is his guards 
Yeah. He doesn't. He leaves his guard low. He leaves his chin out. Pretty much, I would say, pretty much just like Paddy, Paddy Pimblet. Well, though the minor difference between Paddy Pimblet and the Korean Zombie is, you know, when it comes to uh, Pimblet, right? Yeah. He usually has this bad habit of sticking his chin out, and yeah. you know, that that um, bad habit itself can be a really serious problem. Could have cost him the fight last time. Yes. Lucky, but, you know, I think he's just built different. <laughs> I think he just needs to realize that that's a big problem because he hasn't fought someone with amazing power, mm. like proper one punch power. He's in the weight class of Tony Ferguson. And if he ever comes up against Tony Ferguson, I'll bet you a thousand dollars that he will lose that fight. Definitely. So, you know, his team should really tell him, you know. You don't gotta wait for it to happen. You really gotta fix that habit right away. Yeah. I but. mean, to be fair, same as Korean Zombie. His chin was open. Mm -hmm. You can see Volkanovski knock, like, literally knocked him down again with a jab. Because it, it was just so open. And Volkanovski just knows when to attack. Volkanovski is so good at initiating. Yes, as well as counter-attacking as well. Yep. I mean, the fact that he goes from offense to defense and immediately switches back to offense is what really makes him unpredictable. And the fact that he can fight in both positions, that gives him uh, more advantages to just not only hit from one angle, but from multiple angles as well. And that is why he's the people's champ. Yes. He deserves to be one. And he's fully shown that he can deal with any fighters we've seen him wrestle he can yes. wrestle we we've seen him strike he can strike mm -hmm. he's just a very balanced champion i mean he has all the attributes of what you want in a fighter right yeah and you know and also the fact that you know his adaptability is like really good you know yeah like it doesn't even take him more than maybe two rounds to already acknowledge his like or just get to know his opponent's game plan and what kind of changes they're trying to make either way he's still always like not even a step maybe just 10 steps ahead of his opponent i'm not trying to exaggerate this of course but yeah yeah you know what i'm trying to say right yeah i mean him he reminds me of a young tony ferguson mm. very good on the ground very good uh, striking wise yeah and however he doesn't have the randomness that Tony Ferguson has because Tony Ferguson a lot of the times his punches are very random but very technical that is why he gets the, he lands those but Volkanovski has a lot of combos in his arsenal and yeah he just reminds me of a younger Tony Ferguson that is more organized in his striking yes and honestly, though, you know, with uh, Volkanovski striking and um, the Korean Zombies' lack of defense, yeah. honestly, it's just, it does not match well. And that's, you know, like, just imagine if a guy can strike you at multiple angles. Don't you think you should at least have your guard up? Right? You're yeah. basically just allowing someone to use your face as a target. Yeah. It honestly looked like a 
punching practice for Volkanovski to be honest. <laughs> yes. It looked like Korean Zombie was the punching bag. <laughs> yep. He wasn't moving much to get angles mm-hmm. and he's just pretty much letting himself get hit mm-hmm. which is the purpose of a punching bag yep if you could if you could say who, who would you compare Volkanovski to like similarity was anyone well um, does it have to be specifically in one specialty like let's say striking or generally no, just, just, the whole you know just his his build alone as, as, as we've talked about, he's good at striking and good at ground game and good at offense, good at defense. Mm. Like, what what comes to your head when you hear that? What's the first fight that comes to your head? Well, I guess for me, in my opinion, is Anderson Silva. And I mean peak Anderson Silva because, you know, during his reign of defending, because, as you know, he has the highest record of the most, you know, like the amount of matches he defended his belt yeah right um he's faced off people who aren't really like actually he's faced off like a lot of different opponents back in his like you know glory days right but mostly it was just people who would abuse wrestling right because most of his opponents would be really beefy yeah and not as quite as fast and agile as he is yeah but he still has faced against people who have the same similarities as him. So, I guess from that point, it kind of reminds me of, you know, like, Volkanovski kind of reminds me a little bit of Israel. I mean, um, Anderson Silva. Yeah, Anderson Silva. Another person that I thought he kind of resembles is George St. Pierre. Because mm. George St. Pierre is very good when someone's when he's under pressure he's very good at finding ways of countering and he's very good at getting out of sticky situations yes which also Alexander Volkanovsky is so yeah I think he reminds me a bit of GSP and a bit of young Tony Ferguson mm. okay well this is the end of the podcast guys I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast we will be doing more podcasts like this, where one of us will be here and another won't, but we will also bring a special guest on. So stay tuned. We are trying to get more podcasts out, trust me. Um, it's just, we'll be honest, we're sometimes a bit lazy. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And um, we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. Cheers, Take guys. Take care. Peace out.